Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. And we do invite you to call in at that number that you just heard to be a part of the show uh, to be able to ask your question, uh, to ask for prayer, and uh, love for you to call me and and be able to do that at 303-690-3000. So welcome, everyone, on this beautiful day in Colorado. And Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, up in the southern Wyoming, you are listening live today on this Tuesday. We've started a new month, October. It's very beautiful, uh, beautiful time of the year. I'm looking out and seeing all the leaves starting to change, the trees, the colors coming in, and it's just wonderful. It's glorious that different seasons that God created that we can enjoy, and we sure enjoy it here in Colorado uh, this time of the year. As the aspens have changed, the elk are bugling. It's just um, it's just been gorgeous, and we're so grateful for it. And I pray that you're doing well wherever you're listening here on Calvary Live throughout the nation. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. There you can call me, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and ask your questions and give your prayer requests, and would love to talk with you and be able to minister to you, uh, be able to go to the Word of God, to seek God's truth, to, to be able to pray with you, and just encourage you any way that we can. So welcome again, all Grace FM listeners. You're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon, and also Radio by Grace, that radio network, you are listening live as well throughout the country uh, from um, the West Coast, clear to the East Coast and down South. And I just want to remind you in Florida, we are praying for you in Florida as uh, you are uh, just continuing with the recoveries and uh, even some rescues from the hurricane that came in last week. Thinking of you guys as uh, this long, long process happens and I want to pray for you right now. As Father, we do pray for those in Florida. We don't don't want to forget. And uh, we see the images and the devastation uh, that took place not only in the West Coast, but throughout uh, the interior of, of Florida. So we just pray that you would just be with all those who are helping and uh, the recovery. And just uh, I pray for your provision. And I pray that you would just uh, just minister to those in every way, practical ways, their needs, spiritually in in Florida, uh, even those in South Carolina as the hurricane continued there, and the listeners there um, in South Carolina that felt the effects of of this Hurricane Ian. And so we lift them up to you, Lord. Just bless them and and be with them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So thank you, those of you, Radio by Grace, listening live, online listeners throughout the country, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then those of you listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, and Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed, but you too can call it that number I just gave to you. Put those numbers in your contact. You can just pull them right up, and you can 
uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000 or text me a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. That is for texting only. And uh, be safe when you text. And love for you to be able to text in that question or prayer request as the, uh, you know, have we have breaks in the calls. We'll go to the text line. But got a couple open lines. Grab one of those open lines. It goes by fast. Uh, this hour, and we want to be able to take your call. Want to be able to minister to you the the just the things of the Lord, the truth of the Lord, the grace of the Lord here on Calvary Live today. Let's go to Steve in Colorado Springs. Steve, yeah, hello there. Um, Hi, I just have a uh, hey. I listen to your program under the fig tree on Grace yeah. FM. So yeah. uh, anyway, I hope it. You know, I hope it was a blessing. Yeah, I I, I like listening to you. Except okay. I wish you'd change the lead in music. But uh, anyway, um, I've got a prayer request for my eyes that uh, the living God, uh, or Yahshua HaMashiach, you know, or Jesus the Christ, uh, would heal my eyes up totally. I mean, I know they're the one and the same. Uh, um, anyway. Uh, okay. I had we'll that, do that. That's my prayer request that he would totally heal them up. That Father would, in in Yahshua's name. Father, I do pray for Steve. I pray for healing upon his eyes. I pray that you would uh, just uh, minister to him, uh, restore his sight, and that you would minister to where his eyes are open physically. But Lord, I also pray that you comfort him, that you'd minister to him. Uh, in every way. I just pray for your healing touch upon him and that you would uh, just do that work in his eyes and restoring because we know that we are invited to come and ask for for whatever is on our hearts and minds, prayers and supplications and requests. Amen. And uh, he comes and he does. He asks knowing that you're the one that uh, we read in the scriptures that opens the eyes uh, of those who need it. So I just pray that Amen. for Steve and I pray that you would uh, do that work in him, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. You bet, Steve. God bless you. Okay. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Again, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in beautiful northern Colorado. Such a glorious time of the year. And pray you're doing well. Maybe you're on your way out of work and you find yourself perhaps uh, coming home or watching the kids as they're at practice or getting them a snack. Maybe you're out uh, in the fields here in Northern Colorado. You have opportunity to call me. Love to talk with you or wherever you're at in the country uh, from East coast to West coast. Uh, Pray that you would call us here at that number that I just gave to you. 303-690-3000. Uh, for your questions and prayer requests. We're going to go over to the East Coast, to Maryland, where Mike has been waiting. Mike, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, thank you. I uh, enjoy your program, everything you guys do. I listen to it all the time. Um, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, you're blessed. I... Go ahead. Mike? Mike, did we lose you? Okay. Mike from Maryland, I I see that you want a prayer for your back and neck. I don't know what happened there, but uh, Father, I do pray for his back. I pray for his neck. 
Uh, I thank you that he's blessed um, to to listen to this program. And Lord, sometimes the technology uh, just kind of um, doesn't work the way it's supposed to or whatever happened. But Lord, you know, Mike, there in Maryland, I pray that you would bring healing to his back, to his neck. You know, all the problems he's going through, the challenges, the pain that it brings. And so, Lord, we pray that you would just do that work in him and that you would help him and, Lord, bring healing to him. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Mike, if you're listening, sorry, um, you got cut off. Something happened there. But we will be praying for you. And keep us updated if you got a chance to do that. Well, that leaves us with all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love to talk to you. Love to be able to um, answer your questions and uh, be able to uh, just um, just be able to be a blessing to you today on this Tuesday afternoon, uh, wherever you're at. Uh, we got listeners from all over the country, online listeners as well, uh, that listen from all over. And so you're welcome to call in wherever that you're at, at that number I just gave to you, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Juanita in Denver. Yes, Hi, Juanita. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. Good. Go ahead. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. I'm calling because I was doing some Bible studying, and I had a couple questions. Um, the first question was regarding Nehemiah, um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't clear when I was reading what it exactly was that he rebuilt. Um, was it a wall, or was it a temple? And then I was wondering if it's still there today. When you go to Jerusalem and then you see that wall, is it yeah. Is that what Nehemiah built? Yeah, you're asking a very good question, and, and it's really actually a very important event that took place. What happened was when Solomon built the temple, it ended up being destroyed in 586 B.C. by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. And it's during that time when you read the Old Testament, because you're reading one of the historical books, and as you end the book of you know, Second uh, Kings, Second Chronicles, you see that uh, the uh, house of Judah was taken off into captivity. And we know that the captivity would be, as you read the prophets of the Old Testament, like Jeremiah, he says the captivity is going to be 70 years. Well, when Jerusalem was destroyed, it was leveled uh, by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 B.C., it would be about 536 B.C. that the 70 years of captivity were over. And it was Babylon that had fallen right before that to the Medes and the Persians. Cyrus came in. You read about that in Daniel chapter 5. He diverted to flow the Euphrates River. It was quite an engineering feat of that day. And Daniel came out, and he would interpret the handwriting on the wall there in chapter 5 of the book of Daniel. He said, your kingdom is is numbered. Your days are up uh, and to the king, and uh, you, the Medes and the Persians are going to take over. So that's what happened at that time. The decree was given at that time, and this is what's really important, in 536 B.C. The 70 years of captivity are over. You can go back and rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. So Zerubbabel, who is the civil leader and Joshua the high priest, they take just under 50,000 people back to Jerusalem. Again, the city laid in rubble. 
So they pushed away the stones, they rebuilt the altar, and then eventually, after a series of events uh, that you know we really don't have time to go into, um, th- that the temple ended up being built. Uh, they laid the foundation. You read the book of Zechariah, and uh, you read Haggai, those books that the work stopped, and then they ended up finishing the temple. It would be later that Nehemiah, during uh, the the reign of the Medes and the Persians, in 445 B.C., in Nehemiah chapter 1, that he hears that the city, the wall had not been around built around the city, still laid in rubble for the most part. The, seat, the streets had not been rebuilt. So he's grieved by that, and he's praying, he's fasting. He's the cupbearer to the king. And in chapter 2, in uh, the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king, in the month of Nisan, he asked permission to go back and rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, and he was given that permission. So Nehemiah in 445 B.C., you know, this is almost 100 years after the captivity is over, he was given permission to go back and rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. So that wall would be built, as you read the book of Nehemiah, in about 52 days, if if I believe I'm right on that. And it was really quite an amazing feat when the enemies were coming against them, discouraging them. You read about Tobiah and the others that, you know, were telling Nehemiah you shouldn't do this and making fun of them and all of this. But that's a really important date, uh, Juanita, because I want you to jot down, you know, take note of Daniel chapter 9. And there's a really an amazing prophecy that was given to Daniel that was is called the 70 weeks of Daniel. And 70 periods of seven years are determined for your people, Daniel, and your holy city. Now, Daniel's receiving this vision right towards the end of the 70 years of captivity. And Daniel, he goes on to say that when the command comes out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem until coming to Messiah the Prince, there'll be a period of 69 weeks or 483 years or 173,880 days until Messiah the Prince. So when that command came out to Nehemiah to rebuild and restore Jerusalem, which was in 445 B.C., matter of fact, I think the most accepted work on um, this is by Sir Robert Anderson. He was, um, you know, up there in the—he was uh, uh investigator for the— uh, Scotland Yard. Um, he was one that was knighted. Uh, he was a scholar, and he used the British Royal Observatory to do some calculations. And he he wrote a book um, on this, uh, the Coming Prince. And in that, that in the twentieth year of Nisan, and stay with me. I'm not trying to bore you with a lot of information here, but this is so incredible that in the twentieth year of Nisan, um, in a, or the first day of Nisan, 20th year of Artaxerxes, when the command came out in Nehemiah chapter 2, if you count 483 years or 173,880 days, you know what you come up with? You come to April 6, 32 A.D. And it was on April 6, 32 A.D. that Jesus t- said to his disciples, 
I want you to go over and I want you to take this, this colt. Um, if they ask, you know, why are you taking him? The owner say that the master has need of him. And he got on top of the, the colt and he rode into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry. And when you read Luke's gospel, Luke says that the religious leaders were protesting, saying, you know, tell your disciples, tell these people to quit, you know, ascribing the title of Messiah to you as they were crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus said, if they should be quiet, the very rocks will cry out. And he was weeping over Jerusalem at that time. And he said that you should have known the day of your visitation. When the command comes out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem until coming to Messiah the Prince, it was on that very day that prophecy was fulfilled. So that's a very important date when the command came out that Nehemiah is to build the wall around Jerusalem. Now, when you see the ancient city of Jerusalem today, that is not the wall. Um, That was built by the Turks after, because what happened was, is that, you know, in the um, second temple that eventually was built by Zerubbabel, it was expanded by Herod the Great. He was called the Great because he was a great builder. And we know that um, the temple was magnificent. Well, Rome came in and destroyed that temple in 70 AD and leveled it. So the the wall that you see around the old city of Jerusalem was built by the Turks. And it was built on top of the wall that was, and there's evidence of that, that was in place in the second temple period. But they've done excavations in Jerusalem, and you can actually go there. We've been there on our trips, and they'll show you remains of the wall of Nehemiah's wall that he built. And it's very fascinating to be able to see that um, as he built that. 1,500 years ago, and uh, this is the wall that Nehemiah built. But it's an amazing feat. Nehemiah was an amazing leader, amazing prophecy that was fulfilled that included the date when when they were to rebuild the wall. But what I really love, uh, Juanita, about that is that the people were so discouraged when they were building the wall, and they said, we can't do this. You know, the enemies are coming against us. There's too much rubble. And it was Nehemiah that said, listen, God is great and awesome. He gathered the people. And he said, you fight. You fight for your wives. You fight for your sons and daughters. You fight for your brethren. And there are times in our lives as we're building, as we're doing the work of the Lord, it seems like it's so difficult. You know, right. the, the enemy comes against us. There's the rubble of this all around us. And it seems overwhelming. And we want to quit. And we need to remember that the Lord is great and awesome, and we need to fight the good fight of the Spirit. So I hope that encourages you as as I answer your question. And I know I threw a lot of extra things in there, but the Scriptures are so incredible. And uh, the Scriptures are sure, and we can trust God's Word in every way uh, that is given to us. Yes, that was beautiful. I appreciate that. It really helps to understand and so you can if you go to Jerusalem you can actually see some some of the wall that was built by Nehemiah sounds like yeah just 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 a little section of it so and um and you know it, it's wonderful to be able to see that and um and and actually what is also interesting is when you go on the north side of the old city of Jerusalem you know there's there's like seven gates around the old city but there's the one gate that's called the Damascus Gate, and they actually excavated 
the one that was in Jesus' day, the Damascus Gate. And I personally believe that that was the gate that Jesus walked out of on his way to that hill called Golgotha, the place mm-hmm. of the skull where he died for you and for me. And it's just amazing to look at it and to think Jesus came through that gate. But what's even more amazing, Juanita, is that as he came through that gate, he was thinking about you and he was thinking about me. And it was you and me and everyone that's listening that was on his heart and on his mind because he was going to go and die for them. And he died for us because of his love for us as he hung between heaven and earth. And I think the message that he wants to give right now to everyone who's listening is don't doubt his love. He proved his love for us and went to that place of execution to die for us. And it's just an amazing place and an important reminder. Yeah, that's just really beautiful. I can't wait to get back to Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going next year. So if you ever get a chance, it'd be wonderful for you to, you know, there's other trips as well that uh, you read about. And it is a wonderful, wonderful time to be able to go and see the Bible come alive. Yes. Okay. Anything else? Um, well, I was just reading uh, in Jude one nine uh, something I I came across I had never seen it before where it talks about Michael the archangel contending with the devil and it says when he disputed about the body of Moses and dared not bring against him a, a um, what does it say a yeah. rivaling accusation reviling because, accusation yeah, yeah but the just Lord the Lord rebuke you, you. I, I never seen anything about. Moses' body being argued about or anything like that yeah. in any other like, scripture, so it's confusing. Yeah, it's like, what's up with that, right? So yeah. Jude is that little, you know, Jude was uh, the brother of Jesus, and um, the, the half-brother of Jesus, and it's only that, that little epistle right before the book of Revelation, 25 verses long, and there's some interesting, he talks about some things, you know, the angels that didn't keep their proper domain, um, you know, he talks about Michael the Archangel, Michael the definite article Archangel. And whenever you see Michael, he's one of two angels that are named in the scriptures, Michael the Archangel, and then Gabriel is named as well. Gabriel seems to be the one who brought that that um, that prophecy to Daniel. He's the one that came to Mary and said that you're going to be carrying the Christ child. Gabriel is associated with messages concerning the coming Messiah. We know that Michael the archangel who stands watch over his people, Daniel chapter 12, whenever you see Michael, he's in conflict. So in chapter 10 of the book of Daniel, Daniel had been praying, and and the, an angel comes. Daniel had been praying and fasting for 21 days, for three weeks. An angel comes, and I just picture this angel just kind of wore out saying, you know, I came to you, um, I was dispatched to you the first day that God heard your words, but I got caught up with the prince of Persia. So we get some glimpse of a spiritual, you know, warfare that was going on and that's real. And Michael the archangel had to come and help me, is what he said, Michael the great prince. So Michael's always in conflict. We know from Revelation chapter 12 that that Michael will be in war against Satan and, um, you know, the third of the stars or the, the fallen angels, and then Satan will be cast to the earth. And it's at that time, in the middle of the tribulation period, that Satan is going to have great influence and empower the Antichrist 
uh, as the Antichrist will proclaim himself as God at that time in the temple of God to be worshipped as God, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Also, it tells us that Satan will empower uh, the Antichrist in lying signs and wonders. But here, here's the interesting thing. He's in contention with Satan over the body of Moses. So what is that all about? We do know that Moses was buried on Mount Nebo, which is on the east side of the Jordan River. You can go to Israel. You can stand there at Jericho. You can stand at Qumran. You can look over to where the modern-day country of Jordan is, a short distance, and there's Mount Nebo. I've been to Mount Nebo um, on that side. Somewhere Moses was buried. So it is believed that perhaps that was it because that Moses is one of the two witnesses of Revelation chapter 11. The two witnesses, there are many um, Bible scholars that believe the two witnesses that will be on the scene in the tribulation period is Elijah and then Moses. And the reason they think that is because of the miracles that the two witnesses perform. Uh, They are able to call down fire from heaven. That was the ministry of Elijah. They were uh, able to uh, strike the the earth with plagues, you know, turn water to blood. That was the Moses, uh, that was his ministry. So it could be, could it be that they were fighting over the body of Moses because Moses' body is going to be needed in the tribulation period for the two witnesses. So that's just a guess, uh, but it's an interesting, interesting portion of Scripture. Yes. So there's there's my two cents. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Thank you for calling. Good questions. Thank you. God bless You're you. You're welcome. You bet. Hey, we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to answer your questions. Um, take your prayer requests. We got um, Olga that had called from Texas, Big Springs, Texas, um, says she loves Grace FM, Calvary Live, blesses her a great deal. Um, and um, she just wanted to give an encouragement. So thank you, Olga. Appreciate your uh, encouragement. I appreciate um, just the opportunity to be able to um, be here and host the show. Uh, but uh, we got a, a lot to to time for you to be able to call. So give me a call. Uh, we're going to go to break in just a couple minutes. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And text me a question or a prayer request. And i uh, love to be able to talk to you. Just w- what we were talking to, um, kind of a long answer to Juanita, but... It's so incredible to be able to put the pieces together of Scripture, and it all ties together. When you talk about Nehemiah, how that ties in with Daniel chapter 9, and Michael the archangel with Satan, and tied in with the book of Revelation. And so I want to encourage you, you keep studying the Scriptures. And sometimes when you're a new Christian and you're studying God's Word, it can be overwhelming. And one of the things that we have seen here at Calvary Chapel, it just blesses me tremendously is we have people that are coming that are young in the Lord, or they really um, haven't been in a church that that took seriously studying the Scriptures, or uh, they haven't had a chance to really grow in the Word of God, and they're coming and they're learning and they're growing. 
And it, it's food is what it is. It feeds our soul. And it reminds me what the author of Hebrews says. He says that you should be desiring the Word of God as a newborn desires milk. And uh, we are to take on the meat of the Word. Now, uh, a baby, when they're born, when they want to be nursed, they want it right away. And that's what he's talking about. Um, he's talking about just a desire for the Word of God, a desire to be fed, and it will feed your uh, soul. And um, so give me a call. Give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We're going to go to break. We're going to be right back. Text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. You just heard those numbers as you're invited to to give us a call, the call-in number, and or text a question or prayer request. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Again, we want to welcome everyone um, to today's program. Pray you're doing well. You're blessed. Welcome everyone listening live radio by Grace, Grace FM online. And those of you that are listening on Hope and Truth and Higher Rock Radio and any other radio network, you may be a week delayed, but you can call and we'll we'll have our conversation and then it will air next week. And so we got an open line, 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Love to talk with you. We're just going to continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Chris and Fort Collins. Hi, Chris. Hey, good afternoon. How um, are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, um, good. I just heard your question there about Moses. Perhaps he could be <laughs> one of the two witnesses. And yes. I was wondering what you thought about Enoch, because mm-hmm. he was taken by the Lord, and then you didn't hear anything more. And then yeah, I have a couple and- of prayer requests, too. Absolutely. Good question, because one of the thoughts, too, is as we think about the two witnesses, is, of course, Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind, and then Enoch in the book of Genesis, Enoch, who is mentioned there in the book of Jude, um, that was called a prophet and, and prophesied that he comes with ten thousands of his saints. Uh, but Enoch was there, and then he was no more, so he was raptured. So the thought is that the other witness is Enoch, because uh, Enoch and Elijah, both of them, because they didn't go through a physical death, and the Scripture says that it's accounted once for man to die, then the judgment that they have to come back, and of course the two witnesses there in Revelation chapter 11 will be put to death um, by the Antichrist. Um, And it's a possibility. It could be Enoch. Uh, There's... there's, uh, can't be dogmatic. I wouldn't make a denomination out of, you know, it has to be Elijah Moses or, you know, Elijah Enoch. Could it be two individuals that have the same characteristics, you know, as Moses and Elijah or whatever the case may be? I don't quite know if I, um, you know, line up with the argument that it has to be Enoch because it's a point at once for man to die, then the judgment. And you know why, Chris? Because there's going to be a whole generation of Christians that are going to be raptured that aren't going to go through physical death. 
that they'll meet the Lord in the air. So it could be Enoch, you know, it's a, it's a good thought. Um, could be Moses, Elijah. We know that it is correlates with the two um, um, olive, you know, trees that are spoken of in Zechariah chapter 4. Some have said that it's Zerubbabel and Joshua because that's who the prophecy was given to. I think that um, it speaks to them in Zechariah chapter 4 practically, but it doesn't speak of those two prophetically. So it could be Enoch. It could be Moses, Elijah. Are they alive today? Are they around today? I don't know. Interesting questions. But that's a good question and and a good observation. Hmm. Thank you. I would also like uh, prayer for my son. He is in a very difficult marriage with a spouse that's not a believer, and they have a young child, and it's a hard situation for my son because he is um, the target of criticalness uh, from his spouse, and it just destroys his uh, so sorry. Being, and so I, I would ask for prayers for him to uh, have the Lord please the Holy Spirit to speak strongly to him, so he knows that he's not alone. And uh, and also then I we're going to be uh, my husband and I are going to be taking a trip across the U.S. to see the Ark. And so oh. I would uh, ask for prayers for uh, safety and peace and and um, that kind yeah. of stuff for our trip. I think you're going, and it ought to be a beautiful time of the year to be heading out to Kentucky and in that part of the country. So we're going to pray that you are blessed. And Father, I, I thank you for Chris calling, and we do pray for her son. You know, as their children grow and, and as they become adults, um, it, it, it can really weigh on us that as they um, are living their lives, as they get married, as they have children, they go through trials and difficulties. As a parent, that that heartache never ends. And so, Lord, we pray for, for Chris, her husband, for their son, who's in a difficult marriage right now, for their grandchild. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would bring healing, restoring, um, a coming together, that um, there would be uh, you know the situation. There would be a yielding to you somehow, some way. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you would send people into their lives to be able to help them, to be able to minister to them the truths of God, be with Chris and her husband as they have opportunity uh, to, to minister. But, Lord, we just pray for this difficult situation you see and you know. We pray for your healing, touch, and restoring this marriage in every way. And I also pray as they they take off across the country through the Midwest, and it's a beautiful time of the year um, to see the trees changing. And as they go out and they see that wonderful creation museum and the ark, um, I just pray that they would be encouraged, that you keep them safe, put a hedge of protection around them, and, Lord, that you would just bless their time uh, that they have to be able to be together, uh, to be able to talk about the things of the Lord, uh, to be able to just um, enjoy our nation that is so beautiful. And, Lord, um, that they would be encouraged by the museum and everything and bring them home safely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. And I would also like to ask the listeners to please pray for you because of your ministry. And I know Satan is coming after you 
and it, it must be very hard for you and your family, but you bless so many on this well, radio program and talking about so many things. So thank, thank you, you very I, much. I, and, I appreciate that, Chris. I appreciate when somebody, you know, I, I, what means more to me than anything is when I have someone like you that says that I'm going to pray for you and your family. Um, and that means so much to me because, and for those who are ministering, the pastors and the pastors on Grace FM and the other radio networks that are so wonderful because, you know, Satan's called the prince of the power of the air and we've invaded his territory. And they, you know, the, the, you know, he, he's not happy. <laughs> and, um, but we're going to continue in this, this battle. Um, and we're going to continue to move forward with the gospel, but I really do appreciate that. And, and it means a lot to me and you have a safe trip. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jacqueline in Tennessee. Is it Jacqueline? Yes. Greetings, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. You know what? I just want to thank God for his precious gift. Jesus, because without him, it wouldn't be us, period. So that's first yeah. thing. The second thing, I just want to thank God for making, you know, of all his creation, he made creatures and stuff. He made us a child of his. And I wonder, do people ever think about that? He could have made you an animal, an insect, but he chose you as one of his child. And that's beautiful right there. Yeah. We're called, you know, what is interesting, Jacqueline, is, you know, when you read the Genesis chapter one, he he says he created the, the heavens and the stars. He he, he just uses a few words um, uh-huh. in that. And but then when it comes to man, he says the scripture says that we're the crowning jewel of his creation, and the heavens declare the glory of God. Is what David wrote three thousand years ago, and he's out there in the wilderness, and he's looking up at the stars. And you know, we live in a part of the country. Um, here in Colorado, where we can see long distances, um, we can see a hundred miles. A little bit different than Tennessee. Um, I traveled through Tennessee last year, and what was amazing is all the trees. Very beautiful. Um, but here in Colorado, you can see. I can go up to the border of Colorado, and I can see two hundred miles down to Pikes Peak. And what that does is, at you know, at night, um, because you know, the population is more sparse up there, is you can see the stars and the Milky Way galaxy and his creation and to know that we are the crowning jewel of his creation. And, you know, we're very special to the Lord. And I think about Revelation chapter 4 that tells us that we were created for his good pleasures. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works before the world began, and before the world was even made, he set his love on us. He had a plan for us. Uh, we're in the book of Galatians, and Paul talks about before I was born, that God had ordained me to be an apostle. He knew all about us. He knew that we would be here, and he's saying to you, everyone who's listening, that you are the crowning jewel of his creation, and you are valuable to him, and he created us to have relationship with him to have fellowship with him, to know him. And and he that's so important to the Lord 
that he sent his son to die on that cross for us. Yeah, and so those course. are amazing things to think about, and I appreciate that reminder. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. God bless you. Bless you appreciate you calling. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Never forget how valuable that you are to the Lord. And um, and he knew all about you. He he knew uh, that you would be here, even in listening to this show. And he wants to remind you, or maybe this is the first time that you've heard it, that he loves you so much. And he proved his love by sending his son to go to the cross. Never doubt his love for you. And um, And what Jesus has done for us is absolutely incredible. You are created to know him, to walk with him to fellowship with him and for his good pleasures, to be used of him in the day in which we are living in. Hey, we got open lines, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Grab one of those open lines, Colleen in North Glen. Hello. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, (laughs) Pastor Jeff, I just wanted to call... And praise God, I had called a few years back and asked for prayer for my grandson and the addiction to marijuana, and you had prayed with me, and honestly, I've considered calling in and praising God openly um, online and thanking you for your faithfulness to pray with me. My grandson is free, and I can't honestly remember if I had followed through or if I've been distracted because I have a very busy home. <laughs> so now I know for sure I am thanking God openly oh. for his deliverance from marijuana and thanking you yes. for your faithfulness. And yeah. I want to pray yeah. also for many children in this generation who are in bondage and addicted to the marijuana today, which is so potent and so strong. And I say, do it again, Lord. Uh, testified testimony means that do it again, Lord. And so we ask many deliverances to follow like dominoes in our youth yeah. that you break this bondage of this spirit of pharmacopoeia off of yeah, our children. Yeah, Come against that horrible. demon for them, Lord God. In Jesus' yeah. name, and I praise you for the deliverance yeah. under my I'm roof. glad you, yeah, and I'm glad you called Colleen to, to let us know. I'm so grateful and it, Blesses my heart to hear that testimony. Your son, you know, you know, just free from th- that which held him in bondage, and and you know, the addictions and the drug problem is so huge. It, you know, our young people are dying, uh, and not just the the with marijuana, but with fentanyl. We hear about it in the news every single day, and it reminds me of. Colleen, you you remember the story. Everybody pretty much knows, even non-Christians, the story of Daniel that was thrown in the lion's den. You remember yeah. that in Daniel chapter 6? Well, when yeah. he was thrown in the lion's den, you know, Darius was, you know, very upset that he was tricked into signing that decree. And, um, and when you read the story, Daniel, I think, got better rest that night in the lion's den than Darius, because Darius was up all night, you know, trying yeah. to figure out how can I, you know, is there any way I can change this law? He couldn't. The next morning, he 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 runs to the lion's den and he yells down, "Daniel, is your God able to save you yeah. from the lions?" 
And it yeah. just reminds me that our God is able. And I think that there are those in your testimony and you're, you're praising him that our God is able. And I know that there are people that are listening right now that maybe that you have a child or a loved one that is addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol. And I want you to know that our God is able. Our God is able because he's almighty God and he's all powerful. So, Lord, I just pray for Colleen. I just thank you for her. Her, She's coming to thank you. And um, she's coming to give that testimony of praise that uh, her son is free. And, Lord, I just pray that you continue to help him to be free from, uh, you know, just that marijuana, not to go back. I pray that you would draw him to yourself. He would grow stronger in you. I pray for Colleen to be able to minister to him to even a greater degree. But, Lord, we also lift up those who have children, who have spouses, who have grandchildren, uh, loved ones, friends that are addicted to drugs. It's such a huge problem. And, Lord, we know that our God is able and that they would continue to pray for their loved one for deliverance, Lord, that you would do that work in that person's life that they're thinking about right now, that they're they're naming right now, and that you would free them from, whether it's marijuana, alcohol, uh, meth, whether whatever it is, that you would just do that work. Because they, we know that people are dying every single day, and it's a huge problem that you would free them from any addiction that it might be in. Maybe it's not drugs. Maybe it's pornography, whatever it might be that you would free them. You would free them in every way, maybe alcohol. And, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, do that work in their lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks Amen. for calling, Colleen. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. God bless you, Pastor. You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. We always appreciate, you know, when we pray for people and then there are others that, you know, when they call back and they follow up, because we love to hear that. We love to hear how God has worked and um, how he's, you know, answered those prayers and brought healing and brought deliverance and um, saved people. It's wonderful to be able to hear those testimonies. So we appreciate when people do that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to um, to Denver. Is it hello, Denver? This is it, Maciel. Yeah. Who am I speak? Hi, Maciel. How are you? Good. Good. So, you got a question for me? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Why um, do we have a choice to be bad or good when God made us and controlled us? Well, here's the thing, that he he loves us. And when he loves us, he's not going to force us to love him back. He, he is the creator. He's sovereign. He knows all. He sees all. But love demands a choice. And, and so we're given a choice whether we're going to follow him or whether we're not going to follow him. And and that's the choice that we have. And unfortunately, a lot of people choose not to follow him. He we're not puppets, we're not robots, you know. Um, but he continually 
desires to draw us to him, to remind us to come to him, to be saved by him, to live for him. But he will not force that love um, for us to respond to him. Um, And we have a choice. So you see that choice that's given in the scriptures. And so hopefully that helps. Okay. It's kind of like, Mikhail, it's kind of like, you know, when I asked my wife to marry me over 30 years ago, when I said, I love you, um, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, um, will you marry me? I didn't force her to marry me. She had a choice. Um, I didn't, you know, um, threaten her. I didn't bully her. Uh, I asked her, and she, I'm very grateful, said yes, and made that choice. But that's kind of what I'm talking about, is that um, she freely and willingly, and we know that when we're Christians, that the Holy Spirit draws us to the Lord. But she said yes, and that's part of the free will that we have with the Lord. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. You bet. All right. I think we got open lines, 303-690-3000 the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. Let me say that again. 720-336-0897, the text line. We got a few minutes left, uh, just under about nine minutes left in the show. Uh, I love it when kids call. And parents, I want to encourage you, if your kids do have a question, uh, to, for them to be able to call and be able to, to um, be able to ask their question, and we love answering them. And um, out of the mouths of babes, sometimes we've had uh, kids call in just the most sweetest, most incredible questions. Um, they're so sincere. And I want to remind you that uh, as parents, it's so important in the day in which we're living in, it's important for us to answer those questions that our kids have to be able to to look at the Bible with them, to uh, raise them in that way, to know the scriptures, to teach them those things. Sometimes we get so busy in life, it's like, you know, I'll answer you, or I'm busy right now. Very, very important that we take the time to answer their spiritual questions because, you know, at a young age, they're asking them. And it is, second of all, very important that you take them to a church that is teaching them the Word of God at their age. And one of the things that we work very, very hard at here at Calvary Chapel, Greeley, is our children's ministry. we got a lot of kids that are here, and the kids are growing, and they're learning, and they love being here, and they're in their classrooms. And the teachers, we train them to teach them that, you know, God created them, a very good curriculum, that they weren't a product of evolution, that God actually created them and to give them truth, and to give them the gospel. And uh, we uh, work very hard at doing that. We, um, you know, Angie Mosley, who's our children's ministry director, it's just absolutely incredible. And uh, the volunteers and taking care of those little ones is very, very important. And one of the things that I see that is important to the Lord very clearly in the scriptures is Jesus said, don't forbid the children to come to me. And uh, that's one time that he got angry at his disciples. Um, He did get angry when they didn't understand a teaching. He didn't get angry at them when um, 
you know, they, you know, did certain things. But one thing that he did get angry at was when they tried to keep the kids to coming to the Lord. So very important, our ministry to the Lord and bring them to a place where it's safe, a place where they're being taught the things of the Lord. And we make that a priority here at Calvary Chapel, as well as the youth, as well as the little ones, the the nursery, the toddlers. Um, and it, it's just to see the little ones in the church, the kids. It's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. It blesses my heart so much to be able to see that. Let's go to Todd and Aurora. Todd? Hello, Pastor Jeff. Um, about um, two or three weeks ago, I called in and I was explaining to you and the audience that I was requesting prayer for my dad. Um, he was in Arizona, Prescott, Arizona, and he got yes. flown on a helicopter because he yes. had a stroke in and he Phoenix. went to Phoenix. Yeah. And he was not doing well. Yeah, and he was not doing well. And I just want to thank God for the glory and give him all the glory. Um, he recovered in ICU, and he had a, a pacemaker uh, replaced and four stents in his heart. And wow. um, he went through rehab, and now he is home walking with a cane and going through physical therapy. So, Praise God. Um, I just want to say thank you for all the prayers and give God the glory. And yeah, now absolutely. he's he's home uh, recovering and still, but uh, the Lord was with him. Wow. God's so merciful. Father, I thank you for Todd calling, giving us an update. I remember that call uh, when Todd was, it, everything was so uncertain as his dad was being flown to Phoenix, um, to the hospital. He, it, Things looked down, looked very serious and dire, uh, but we prayed. And, Lord, we thank you that um, that his father was able to uh, be saved. I, I thank you for the medical staff there. I thank you for the doctors and nurses that worked on him. Uh, we're just so grateful for those in the medical field that are trained and that you use to, to save lives and um, I thank you for this case for Todd's father, who got stents, who got a pacemaker, um, is in rehab at home now in a cane. And we thank you for your healing. I just pray that you keep him stronger, that you would uh, help him to continue with the rehab. And Lord, that um, you would just uh, continue to touch his body and be with Todd. We give you the glory and um, we thank you for your incredible mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Todd, thanks for calling. Yep, and tell all the listeners it's your faith over fear, no matter what happens in this world. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. You bet. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. You know, it's wonderful to hear. It's wonderful to have, um, you know, this, um, this, program to be able to pray and to come together in prayer and to be able to pray for one another. And it's wonderful to be able to hear the testimonies of how God works and uh, how he's worked on behalf of those who have called and always appreciate the update and everything. So um, we got one text question that we're going to finish up with. No, I think it just went. I don't know why the text questions are going. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, 
we just um, we're just so grateful for that, and we're grateful for the opportunity to be able to minister here on Calvary Live. This you know this program is is really an extension of the pulpit. It's it's to answer questions, and we did answer some questions, and we dove into the scriptures uh, pretty deep in in some of the questions that were asked. But it's also primarily to encourage you in the Lord, uh, to be a blessing to you. But it's not just for me. I have opportunity to do that for an hour on Monday and Tuesday, other times during the week. But you, wherever you are, you have opportunity to be a blessing to others wherever God has planted you. And I would encourage you to really just be sensitive to the leading of the Lord because there are so many people out there that they have questions and you're able to to answer them. Um, you're able to give them truth. You're able to give them hope because people are losing hope today. They really are. And we have the message of hope. And again, yesterday, the question was posed, I was reading a, a well-known uh, pastor that, that had an article, is there still hope in our culture today? There is hope in our culture today. And the hope is found through Jesus Christ and the gospel, and you are able to be used of the Lord to be able to give that message of hope, to be able to be an encouragement to others and be a light in the darkness, to give wisdom in the confusion, to help give strength in, in people are feeling weak, to edify and build up when people are, are just being torn down by the world and all the stuff of the world. So be used by the Lord in that way. God bless you. Thank you, everyone who called. Um, so glad to be with you, and have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.